Philly, you are so wonderful and interesting. You deserve a local news podcast all your own. Check out the John Cast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Matt Leon. We have done a lot of podcasts on what work looks like these days after two years of a pandemic. An interesting trend is how many younger employees, Gen Z and millennials to be exact, think it's important for a company to kind of share their values and to try and entice and keep those employees, employee-directed charitable giving, becoming a more popular perk. We wanted to talk about this, so we caught up with Dr. Keith Leapart. He is the CEO and founder of Philanthropy. So to start, kind of tell me about your company. Tell me about what it's all about. Philanthropy with an I is really designed to empower the everyday giver. Um, you know, I've spent the last 13 years uh, chairing, working very closely with uh, our, one of our region-based philanthropists, Jerry Limfest, before his passing. I've been chairing the board for the last 10 years. And what I realize is that, you know, that philanthropy is a journey, right? Giving is a journey. Uh, and then... We're all at different stages of this journey. It used to be philanthropy was a destination where you had to sell a company and then get involved. Uh, But what you'll see with millennials and Gen Z and those individuals who care deeply about the larger world and social causes, they have begun that journey today. I often say what you saw, uh, you know, the past couple summers and around George Floyd and the protests in the street, mostly driven by young people, they were using their voice, which you hear. Around you know around climate change and those things driven by young people, they're using their voice and they they are really passionate about causes and that's actually showing up in kind of the the data around giving right. There's a huge misconception around who, who's driving philanthropy as an ecosystem. Philanthropy, the I call it an economy, is about you know in, in 2020, 471 billion dollars was given away. Uh, and when you break those numbers down, despite corporations being really good at kind of marketing their philanthropy, they only make up 4% of all giving. Uh, about 19% came from foundations and 69% of that came from individual givers. And when you dig deep into those numbers, you'll see it's lots of small dollars going to lots of different charities. And the most active, actually the two most active groups by participation rate, not by total dollars, because they don't have all the money that their parents or grandparents have, are millennials and Gen Z. So 80% of uh, uh, millennials gave to a charity in 2020. 66% of uh, Gen Z gave to a charity in 2020. And as I said, this is not because they have all the money in the world. It's just that they're purpose-driven, they're values-driven, their values align, and it's showing up in the way they shop as well as the way uh, they choose places of employment. Yeah, to that point, um, we are seeing so many shifts in what we're seeing in work. And you mentioned employees, younger employees are really concerned about what their company stands for. It's more than just, I'm going to make X dollars a year, or I'm going to do something I find, you know, interesting or, or fulfilling. Um, and this is really relatively new for our society that we, we have people, this, this focused (laughs) on the direction of the company they're working for. It is the direction of the company and the country in general, right? It is the broader world in general, but they're making decisions. Millennials and Gen Z, the majority of them will not work for a company that is not values aligned. They will actually t- take less money 
to work for a company that is values online, right? And that's a huge statement. So it isn't just about the bottom line um, for them. It is about what is this company doing to make an impact? And hence why you've seen so many brands really lean into, you know, things like ESG, right? Uh, you know, things like corporate social responsibility. It is not because it's because their customers and because their employees demand it. And this is largely driven by this millennial and Gen Z consumer who has options, right? And they are, you know, at millennials being the largest generation out there right now, they, they have unbelievable buying power, uh, as well as they have an unbelievable voice and presence in, in the new economy, as well as the, the new way to work. And they are demanding that they're, you know, the, the way corporate philanthropy used to work. And this is, you know, why our, our, our platform has been really, really exciting to see the growth is corporate philanthropy used to be kind of top down, right? Uh, you know, you're the CEO of the company, you come in and say, we're going to support uh, apples. And because the rest of your, you know, 20,000 employees work at this company, you expect them to support apples. But, you know, I may want to support pears or oranges or grapes, and that's what's personally fulfilling to me. And so smart companies realize, hey, we have to give our employees a way to support the causes that they care about because it's an engagement tool. It's a retention tool. It's something that, uh, you know, fulfills their they're in a purpose besides work, right? We are more than just our work lives. It's what we do to impact the community. And our real, our main focus is about uh, enabling everyone, you know, powering with their own personal foundation and everyone to support the cause that they care about. I like to describe it as more of a, a 401k before philanthropy, right? Where an employer has the ability to match into the mat. A Leon Family Foundation or fund, literally setting up your own personal foundation. You can set up with as simple as a payroll contribution, and that could be five, ten, twenty-five dollars. You don't have to be rich to have something that bears your name and build your legacy on. And then the employers can then put match into your account. If you put twenty-five in, they put twenty-five, and you put hundred thousand, they put hundred thousand. The employer gets the tax deduction the same as they would be given directly to you know the American Red Cross. It's just that now the the individual employee has the ability directed to the causes that are most uh, uh, important to them. And we think that's been unbelievable to see the impact. I had one of our uh, partners who said, you know, Keith, we have been uh, matching in the 401ks since the inception of the company, pretty much. Said no one's ever said thank you. Said as soon as we set up the ability for our employers to have a philanthropy account or what we brand as an impact account uh, and put money into this personal foundation for them, he said so many employees come up to me and say, Thank you so much for allowing me to, to support the organization uh, in my community. And so that that's really uh, what drives us and what excites me. I'm curious. And I don't know if there's anywhere to any way to track this, uh, but you mentioned some of the percentages of uh, those generations as of in 2020, what they gave. I'm curious mm-hmm. if the last couple of years, as we've gone through a pandemic, we we had the summer of 2020 where, you know, racial justice, social injustice issues were front and center. Now we've got this awful invasion by Russia of Ukraine. We've kind of experienced, you know, almost decades worth of issues in a very small period. And I'm curious if you've noticed, if there's any tracking of, has this accelerated trends with these generations that were already uh, in progress? So, I don't know if there's any kind of data around it, but my assumption is many of these people have grown up. You, you go back to 9-11, right? Like that was like the turn. These, you know, if you if you were born in 96 or 95, say you're 25 years old right now, and you're on the cusp of being millennial or Gen Z, 
you were young enough, you were probably in, in uh, you know, middle school or I'm sorry, first or second grade and heard about 9-11, right? Then you went through the Great Recession in 2009, the financial collapse, the the whole 99% movement, right? Like all these different things that have occurred. And then you get to a global pandemic and a war with Ukraine and all these different things. And then all of the social unrest and, and, and things that have happened over the course of your lifetime, you view things very, very different, right? The mass shootings, I mean, you, you can tap into that. Communities being targeted, whether it's, you know, Jewish synagogues or LGBTQ uh, communities being targeted or African-American communities. You've seen like, you know, and you're saying to yourself, many of them said, this is not the world that we want to live in. We want to be able to change the world. And so I just think that, you know, the fact is, is that um, it hasn't been all peachy and rosy for them. I, I, I would actually say that the access to information and in news media uh, like yours and other platforms have actually helped to heighten the sensibilities of everybody in the public, right? Before it was like, you know, if you were a boomer or, you know, or other generations, you didn't have access to information like this, right? Like you could be fed information that we're really living your bubble, right? Not knowing what's happening outside in the world. And now I just think people innately care about others. And when you see injustice, when you see things happening, uh, and I believe it just allowed you to dig in and it's just showing up in their just core values. Most millennials will actually define themselves as a philanthropist. Three-fourths of them actually define themselves as philanthropists. They've set giving goals. I want to give on average around $500 a year, right? And that's so important. And so it's not about the money, they, but they want to also have transparency and know that their dollars are going to make a difference. And so it's more of a values driver for them as, um, you know, as a demographic. I don't think there's any study. It'd probably be a great study to, 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 to actually undertake, but I don't have any direct data around that. I'm curious, you mentioned kind of off the top, you know, employers leaning into this, but, uh, I would imagine there are some companies that hesitate or just don't get it. You know, maybe they're just not connected to this generation. And this is really something because we're talking about, this is going to be the, the, the base, the mass of the working of the workforce. Uh, this is really something that if you don't, at least acknowledge and do a little bit of a, I don't want to say course correction, like you're doing something wrong, but kind of a reevaluation, uh, you, you could be left behind. You know, Matt, four years ago, you would ask me that question. I would have said, there are companies that don't get it, but when you talk to companies right now, many of them get it. So whether they choose to execute it on it now or in the future, they realize that they have to approach things very differently. They think about it, at, you know, to themselves, they, they, <laughs> Oftentimes, we are not talking to uh, the CEO or that person who was driving the top-down philanthropy. So you're talking to somebody who realized, like, you're absolutely right. Like, for a long time, you know, I've just been participating because of this top-down approach. Me, like others in the company, would really appreciate a bottom approach. So the good news is that most companies are getting, they're actually responding to it, and the numbers bear for themselves, right? I mean, this is something that is true where they already know, you know, millennials, they will choose where they want to work based on their values. They're choosing the relationship with financial service companies based on their values. Hence why uh, you saw, you know, a, a couple uh, now weeks ago or, or a month or so ago, a company like Bank of America, a very large employee, extended their stock offerings down to pretty much everyone in the company, right? Like this is something that used to be 
for the elite within the company, it's now democratized down to everyone, right? Because they, you know, it's like, why shouldn't young people who are coming out in the workforce, who are actually, you know, on the front lines and helping to build the company have access to uh, these different benefits? This is just extending another benefit. There are many companies out there who have these executive level benefits or allow their executives to participate in the philanthropy directly. But now we're uh, pulling this down to, you know, the everyday philanthropists and the people that they're trying to attract the most in their workforce, attract, retain, uh, and engage. I'm curious, is there a, and I don't know, is there a concern from a corporate or an employer standpoint, doing business in a global economy is difficult. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, uh, you do business in a lot of places or you have relationships with a lot of places and all of a sudden one of them go south. Let's say you were doing work in Russia with, and yep. you know, the last couple of weeks, all of a sudden it's been turned upside down and you're frowned upon if you work in Russia. And there are a lot of things like that, that can turn on a dime. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it difficult for a, a relatively big corporation to be that nimble, to be able to kind of keep, tr- not, not keep track of everything, but to have 100% in the same direction. I just think, That is difficult to do when you're dealing on many different fronts. There's kind of a sausage making that goes along with it that people don't want to acknowledge, but it's kind of part of how you how you do business. So what typically happens, Matt, when we set these programs up, there's typically the company has the ability to create what we call like a baddies list organizations that they want to stay away from, that they don't want their dollars to be able to match to. And if they know those lists and, you know, they uh, submit them to us and we kind of don't allow at least their employees to support those particular organizations. Many companies have taken approach, though, that say, hey, we're actually just going to empower trust. And then what we also provide back to them is reporting over time of the types of organizations that their employees are supporting. So if they see something on there that, hey, is concerning to them, because we don't give them individual data and say, oh, Keith uh, gave to a particular organization that may be uncomfortable. It's just like, these are the organizations, this percentage, these are the dollars and aggregate, not individual. And if they want to address it, then they have the ability to do that. But the, the the main premise of this is that uh, this is is about empowering the employee to make decisions that they know where they want to give to. And for the most part, we actually haven't seen uh, a huge problem with employees doing things that have been adverse to the company or not in line with the company. Now, there's always a chance that that can happen, uh, but we haven't actually experienced that. Uh, and, you know, we, we would always be mindful of that. Two things for us, privacy around data, right? So we want to make sure that you know, employees don't feel like this is being exposed to their employer. They should be f- free to give where they want, uh, but also transparency to the employer by showing them, hey, these are the organizations that have been supported. We just don't match them up one to one. Right. I'd like to ask this is kind of adjacent to what we're talking, but on that idea of younger people wanting their company to have their values, what mm-hmm. is the danger with companies that? give to political to politicians or political causes because a lot of the bigger companies yeah they might you know they might say they're one thing but they're given in both directions yeah. just to kind of cover yeah. their bases and they want to make sure they have a seat at the table no matter who is in in office and we're seeing that with like disney in florida with the, yeah. the don't say gay bill that it's completely yeah. blown up in in their face uh 
what what do you think we will see with this kind of in this discussion of younger generations wanting their companies to share their values do you think we could see companies pull back from political donations or is that not realistic or how do you handle this this minefield so the great thing, and I'm happy to answer this question, but the good news for our platform, we don't enable uh, giving to political contributions. It has to be a 501c3 or a nonprofit, right? So you can't give it to a candidate or a candidate's committee on our platform. But your question is, is spot on because that is something that would be concerning to most individuals and in a company uh, around political giving. What I've often seen is that for, you know, in general, um, the companies don't advertise who they give to, right? So that's not something, they're very good at marketing their philanthropy. We're supporting other organizations. We're supporting, you know, UNCF or the American Red Cross. We're giving to Ukraine, but you never really hear them talk about their political giving. And I think that's for a reason um, because they know that, you know, you're going to upset people on both sides. And I, I think it will be really hard for uh, companies to totally abandon political giving. Uh, and the reason being, because in, in an organization, in most organizations, depending on where you live, you're going to have, you know, a mix of people, mix of perspective, you know, some conservative, some liberal, some, you know, center right, center left. And, and, and it's hard to disengage from the political process when, you know, the politicians make the laws and you got a whole suites of lobbyists and everything. Else. So it's, it's really hard from that perspective. I think the the, the thing that will happen is that they will hopefully uh, companies start to give to people more in the center, which I think in uh, my political landings that most people should, you know, there's this good has to be good on both sides, right? Like if we're only, if we're going to have a two party system, there should be good on both sides or good ideas on both sides. And how do we get to the best decision versus just, you know, the, the political uh, back and forth that we've seen that is really unhelpful uh, and actually been harming the public sector, right? There's a reason I actually think why philanthropy in general has been so important because, um, you know, people have, and uh, politics have politicized just basic well-being, right? Like, and, and, and you know, people and their own gen- individual generosity have had to step up. And my final question, you know, you talk about these younger generations that I mentioned that this is going to be, if not I don't know the numbers, but the bulk of the workforce, we're also seeing like the boomers exit the workforce. We knew this day was coming, but the pandemic kind of accelerated everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be really interesting, isn't it? Like 10 years from now, when this these generations are front and center and kind of driving the bus, what this idea of what they expect of companies looks like, because it could move the needle even much further than it is now. You know what I I actually am very excited about the future, right? And the reason why I am is because of the fact that millennials and Gen Z are so uh, engaged in the public conscious and want to make a difference and so uh, thoughtful around uh, social justice and climate change. And they one day will become leaders. And they're already very active now with their voice and they don't have all the dollars, but you think 10, 20 years from now, you know, 20 to 30 years from now, uh, millennials and Gen Z are set to inherit something like $43 trillion from their parents, the largest wealth transfer in U.S. history. And so if we could take some of those resources and, and keep up that same uh, incentive and passion to help people. I think we're going to have a better society. So I'm actually optimistic about 
uh, millennials and Gen Z in the future that they're going to create. Uh, I do think that if we can get the politics as much out of the uh, the, the 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 civic discord uh, and you know true politics, right? Just being on one side to be on one side, it's, it's okay to 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 have a position on an issue, but can we do this in a respectful way? I hope that they bring a level of civility into the political discord, which is probably what I'm most concerned concerned about. I think from a workplace, the workplace, as we said, is going to look a lot different. It will be bottoms of philanthropy. Everyone's going to be engaged. Everyone's going to have a voice. Uh, individuals will be able to, you know, pretty much work from wherever they want. Um, I think we're going to see a very a gig-centered uh, economy, meaning that you're going to have lots of people where you're holding multiple jobs uh, and you may be disconnected directly from an employer, but that doesn't mean that you're not getting paid. You may be working for this company and doing projects for this company and that company and, pe- and making a very nice living, but doing it on your terms, right? So you may see a lot more of an entrepreneurial approach to uh, uh, to work life. Now, what does that mean for healthcare? What does that mean for the benefits that are provided uh, in, in the corporate setting? That's one thing that I think we all need to figure out together. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.